0: Hey, coming up on today's podcast, the exciting world of Ford patents. We're going to discuss a couple of those that Ford has just recently revealed. Um, how the dealership dinosaur might go away quicker than you think. How a fan-based car has has just driven up an exciting piece of news about DeLorean. And also, it looks like GM wants more money from you. All of that coming up right after this. Hey everybody, welcome into the podcast. Jay here, and my good friend and co-host Keith over on the other side of the desk there. How you doing today, my friend?
1: I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you.
0: I need all the rescuing I can get, man. <laughs> oh boy, we got a show full, chock hey. full of information.
1: Hey Jay. Hey everybody. Hey, 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 hey. You're uh, bubbly. What's going on there?
0: Well, I'm drinking bubbly,
1: actually. <laughs> wow that's weird okay i called that one not bubbly, <laughs> but bubbly not yeah not mikey I like bubbles that. I,
0: I'm, I'm big on sparkling water i like sparkling water especially with a little twist of lime it kind of makes me feel like i'm having a cocktail but i'm not i'm just uh, hydrating
1: Ah, uh, see it's i just it's like i do that and it's the tequila's missing i can't you know people or, ask or it depends if it's got lime in it tequila if it's well uh, yeah
0: it's a, actually it's a great mix for for tequila and and that and it has lime in it, and it works, it works very well. Is it so. the
1: uh, what it's Maybach? bubbly? Oh, That's oh, about. okay, Bubly. Yeah. yeah, okay, U b l y, yeah, right, yeah, not bubbly, okay. but bubbly,
0: yeah, yeah, I got it. It's a PepsiCo uh, product, so by the way, uh, this show brought to you by right. bubbly yeah, hey, <laughs> you know, hey, we're not getting paid for that yet, but I hope they'll hear it and they'll. They'll just send some checks our way. So, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of good news going on in the world of the automotive industry right now as we speak, including other things other than just the automotive industry. But um, you know what we do. Uh, if you don't know what we do, maybe you should subscribe to our podcast over at com. Click on the podcast link, and you can choose any podcast. Um, platform you choose, whether it's Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, you name it, we're there. And uh, any video segments that you might uh, hear or and or want to see from this particular show, which is The Counter Show, uh, you head on over to youtube.com forward slash parts gurus and uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button and ring the bell for notifications. That way, when we send these videos out into the universe... Um, you guys will get notified and you can watch it. And uh, if you are subscribed to any of these platforms for us, thank you so much. We are growing, growing. Uh,
1: yeah man i will tell you what, that dang old internet man you just go on there and, point and click get in there and talk about www.com you got that naked chicks on there man you go click 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 it's real easy man <laughs> and it by never the way it's all does it no it doesn't and by the <laughs> way
0: guys for all of you this show today is actually brought to you by ode the de DeLorean uh vintage 85 uh, it is uh, a, a musk and cologne for men who desire to show their chest hairs gold chains and drive away from the past and into the future
1: well that's that's not fair though right cuz it's more okay yeah we need to work on a stereotype for okay who's who is who are the vintage, the, the 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 fanboys that are going to be into the the new delorean is it is it just going to be like um a bunch of back to the future fanboys or are we going to go no. new car because th- this I, was an italian designer that did it right yeah i'd be looking for the guys with the white
0: rings around their nose man they're, they're the ones buying this thing
1: what you know blow oh john i'm sorry there yeah. i missed you your, get that? did uh, yeah. it go right over your head yeah, first time, man. Yeah. Um, so, well, that's, but that's not, oh, is it, oh, yeah, I guess it is. Okay, but, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, okay, Blow. so are, are we gonna, are we gonna, so while we're, while, while we've broached the topic of DeLorean, um, mm. man, yeah. this is, this is, this is weird, this is interesting. Well, it's, it's, it's their, it's their year for the taking. It's, it's odd. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting way to look at it, too, um, well, everybody
0: else is sitting around, you know, pr- you know, procrastinating about when they're going to put cars out, and it seems like these guys um, are just going to just seize the opportunity and and, and uh, get something out there. So tell t- t- tell tell us the news, Keith. What I, you're, so, you're ex- I know you're excited. Oh, which by the way, I signed up for an, the early reveal. Did you know you could do that?
1: I didn't. Well, I do now.
0: Well, now you do. Go to Delorean.com and you can sign up for a early reveal. So just do All right.
1: that. All right. here we go. Yes. I'm ready. So so man, I've got more questions though. Um yeah. so a, a note note to self, I got to get on that early early list. So DeLorean has announced on their uh social media platform. Right. Okay? Tw- Twitter, Twitter being See, that uh, Jay, I mean, Twitter's been in the news lately for other reasons, but yeah. I I like Twitter to get information like this because you can get it straight from the horse's mouth as we've said before you can go to general motors you can go to ford you can go to rivian i mean whoever you're following tesla whatever they'll tweet you information and you're going to have it as soon as the media gets it
0: yeah it's an unfiltered um uh piece of news that you're going to get and it's typically truthful if not you'll get another tweet afterwards
1: to say it wasn't or whatever so in, it wasn't. I, I see what you did there. Uh, so so DeLore- <laughs> so Delorean has said, in, in everybody in less than thirty days, in less than thirty days, they're going to give us a full look. Yeah. At their new Delorean EV. Yeah. Now, let me just get your opinion on this. Sure. So I'm, I'm ready. It doesn't mean necessarily that you're going to be able to buy it sooner, right? Um, that is correct. I didn't find
0: anything that said that that was going to be happening, mm-hmm. um, but that
1: they are revealing this on the 31st of well, May. Well, and initially it was supposed to be in Pebble Beach, and it was like September mm-hmm. something. Okay, right. so they've pushed it up uh, three months, Um, uh, th- almost four months. Now, we pointed out on this program uh, they that was a huge gaff there because they should have released it on October twenty sixth, which right. is the famous Back to the Future Day, right? So, yeah. why would they do this, Jay? Why would they p- bump up their revealing, their full revealing? Because we've seen like side pro, well, corner rear corner profile of it. We've seen the entire rear end now in shadows.
0: Well, I personally think that the market is ripe for this and they're going to take advantage of it i think they need to get it out there there's a lot of anticipation of course they again keith you've repeated a number of times on this podcast about how much peer pressure in this industry uh dictates what we see down the road and or changes that may need to come this is one of those where a lot of the followers of the delorean motor company and by the way you guys can go over there to uh it's delorean.com is basically all it is. Uh, it's pretty easy, uh, and and this actually the site is quite simple. There's not a whole lot to look at right now, but it, it will come. But they they have updated it, by they the ha- way. They have. It,
1: remember, I made fun of them for using like a low low res. Yeah, uh, you did, you did. Right. But
0: what we're seeing now, now a lot of the information you're seeing, you you see the homage being paid to the original DMC 12, mm-hmm. and I think that that was their their whole goal was to give it. You know, a little bit of love, but I, I think with the gull wing doors being shown for sure, the light bar uh, tail uh, light bar across the back, and then the louvers uh, on the back glass back there indicate that yeah, it's definitely gonna it's gonna give some love to the old DMC 12. Um, but I we've still yet to see any side profile um any front stance or anything like that so we really really just don't know exactly what it's going to look like other than what we've seen in those those um market teasers now one thing that i think is pushing this is that they had mentioned that they were supposed to be revealing a number um uh, of 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 these uh, of several DeLorean versions and it says um we don't know if we'll see one or several DeLorean models simultaneously debut, but in early April, the company confirmed that it it'd reveal several DeLorean versions based on decades '90, 2000, and 2010 before revealing the 2023 De- DeLorean. Um, so, with that said, they may be running out of time to get get some things into production, so they want to get it get get the interest fired up a little bit more so they can start getting these orders. Mm-hmm. Trust me, money changes the course of everything. If you have the money, the capital uh, to go through forward with uh, production, um, mm-hmm. that's a plus. And I think they're trying to drive some of that interest and drive some sales potentially online. I, and again, I don't have anything to indicate that you can buy it online yet, but I think it's going to be happening pretty soon. They're going to take well, reservations. So,
1: so this, is, this is going to be a proverbial fork in the road, right? So sure. y- you've got if we look at the most recent um kind of big high profile auto manufacturers that are ev manufacturers mm-hmm. that have done this you have kind of two models here you have the way that elon musk has done it and you have well i would i would even put rj Scaringe in that same basket where they both came out and announced here's what we're gonna make and then you know three to five years later and in some cases longer you get the actual vehicle like it, it, it reaches production status, right? right.
0: Like the Cybertruck, like the Roadster, right? Yeah.
1: And and then you go with the traditional manufacturers like Ford and GM who who go, okay, you know, here's what we're going to do and it's comes to market like the like the Mustang uh you know, in what was that it wasn't even a year and you could get it, right? I think so. I think it's about right. The, they the did EV, well. Yeah. yeah,
0: they did really well with that. Yeah. Yeah. Marketing it well.
1: You know, a couple, a uh, little bit longer, but not, not three years, right?
0: Keep in mind, though, Keith, the that, that all started going down well before COVID really hit. So they had a lot of things lined up strategically um, throughout that whole process. So I think that they already had things spoken for in production so they could get away with getting that out there pretty quickly. But yep. obviously things have changed since then, and, you know, Demand is about the same for vehicles out there right now it's just the supply is really down right now for a number of reasons Well
1: so. and that could feed into your whole argument of hey somebody's got to take the wheel here no pun intended like the market is ripe for That's right. someone mm-hmm. and look you know DeLorean's not going to have the pockets that a Ford or GM are going to have for R&D they're going to have to and you mark my words here everybody at some point, they're going to have to have more cash infusions once they get closer to production. I, I just don't see a way around that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, unless they're only going to make 20 of these things. But right. I, I well, just don't.
0: I don't see them. I don't see them doing, doing that, 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 you know, a low number like that. I know that they qualify for that. But I think that they've got a marketing team over there going, whoa, wait a minute. We have got something here. Right. And we need to kind of readjust how we're approaching this. You want to save this to win when you've got all these other competitors out there. You got the Lyric coming out, you've got uh, you know, the, the Ford F one fifty Lightning coming out, um, you know, potentially some of these new Tesla models next year. So if you're if you've got your ducks in a row and let's say you've got the capability of putting three hundred out immediately, mm-hmm. I'd do it. I would do it, and I would start taking orders like crazy, and just let it let it fund it, man. Just move along.
1: Well, and this may not really change anything in their production timeline. Mm-hmm. They're just promising to move up the first complete look. Right. So that's not necessarily in person, right? Like the in person is could still be Pebble Beach. It's literally they're gonna probably show us pictures. Uh, yeah of the that car sitting in a studio somewhere
0: very could very well be and again remember there they discussed a a series of these models coming out so this one that that gets revealed on at the end of may on Mm -hmm. the 31st um is only going to be one model version of this and that's the way i understand it is they're they're paying homage depending on you know traditional years down the you know well, w- w- the back whatever i don't know as
1: we as we know jay mm-hmm. there there are three distinct models right mm-hmm. there's one that runs on railroad tracks there's one that flies <laughs> right? right and then there's their trad- traditional drive on pavement model right, right? yeah yeah that yeah. that leaves the scorched like burning right. tire marks yeah, yeah that's okay. the one this- i want I want, the, sure we're, yeah. <laughs> I
0: want the drive on pavement one, man. But I'll I'll buy one of the train was just in case that that John, James right. Bond moment. I need to get out of right harm's yeah, yeah, way, yeah. Man, yeah. I'll, I'll jump on it. But yeah, I'm excited for Delorean. I think it's great. Um, I'm. I mean, you and I both have been just. I, we've been spot on with with how the excitement has been surrounding this particular automobile, and the fact that it came out as an EV. When we both said on a prior podcast that. If they're smart, they'll make this an all-electric vehicle, and boom! I mean, I'm, I'm very, I'm very, I'm not surprised that we predicted that correctly. Um, I'm, I'm just excited as all get out for this thing to come out. So wait until May 31, guys, um, and it'll be coming to a a, 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 a computer near you because just I just get sus- it here. Yeah. yeah, I suspect this thing is going to be a dealer-to-consumer type situation, just like a Tesla is. So um or excuse me manufacturer to consumer um so there you go i hate to say i told you so
1: so just make sure you're subscribed and we'll be all over this i i i promise you guys hit the (laughs) subscribe button over on youtube uh the podcast is of course on our website at partscounterguru.com click the podcast link and uh you'll find out either one of those will get you the info heck yeah tell you what (laughs) come on boy
0: (laughs) Um, wow, that's uh, you know, we've got there's a lot of excitement out here in the automotive industry right now, Keith, and and, um you know, every once in a while, man, you know, some the the excitement comes in different forms and shapes and oddball kind of out of out of left field kind of a situation. Um I mean I can't you know this gives new meaning to to the to the screen door. I mean the backyard the back porch sweet tea um i mean this is almost redneck I mean, so
1: <laughs> yeah you're well and here, here's where it turns into redneck so we have a couple ford patents that we've we we brought to the show today one of those is and i this is not april first last <laughs> time i checked i okay. had to.
0: i honestly i had to read this twice yeah i had to make sure that the source was legit right and uh so i'm just gonna let you lead off on this one pal because i i don't really know where to go with this
1: other than i mean i I don't want it in in true tourette's fashion yes ford applies to patent screen doors for bronco and (laughs) i i will tell you the old screen doors on a submarine joke comes to mind of the guy <laughs> yes. that we did uh, in Bar Harbor that took his uh, Bronco out on the, bah, on the bay. Uh, yeah, Bar Harbor. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and left it there so it became a submarine. Anyway, this is a, apparently... Okay, well, the patent is real. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever Fo- Ford's doing, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I think Jeep did a similar patent, but it yeah. never came to fruition. I don't so think. so let's let's take a step back here. so when Ford revealed the New Bronco, they offered a door that had windows in it, yeah, and everybody thought that was cool, and it never passed the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration, whatever mm-hmm. They wouldn't approve it, so it never went into production from the factory. Now you can. There are aftermarket companies that we saw at SEMA that will that will make. Oh, you wait mind. a minute. You
0: said doors that had windows in it, not windows. Yeah. You're, you're talking just it's it's got holes in it. It's well, not that's a window. You well, you look no. out at it, right? No, I, I, yeah, I guess so.
1: Yeah. you it doesn't have glass in it. That, right. that's let's what just, that's let's what let just be clear
0: off. on that. It doesn't have okay. glass in it, folks. It's a well, it's a it's a see-through door. It basically do you, has holes yeah. in it that allows air, mud, water and gravel well, and all that stuff to get through. it. Do you think it.
1: Jim Farley wants you calling his Bronco door door with a hole in it or would he rather say when I mean I I'm just trying to yeah, okay. You know, actually <laughs> in
0: my opinion, it doesn't really become a window until you install one. I mean, okay. otherwise it's just a hole in the freaking wall.
1: Well then what do you do with that hole in your door when you push the button to move the glass? You roll your you're, window. You're rolling the window up. up. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's it's still a window. A window. You're just it's, rolling it up or down. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a window. It's glass, right? All right. Okay, I don't know. So it's- <laughs> I'm just hey, I just let's terminology for our fans, man. You know, let's see. It doesn't. It's it's a door without glass in it that has holes in it that you can see through it, and it it, it didn't come to fruition because it was, it was a Department of Safety. Uh, you know, the National Highway Trans- Transportation Safety Board wouldn't allow it to happen. But there's aftermarket versions of that out there. Right. So that's what and i think you were trying want, to get want
1: yeah people want in an off-road vehicle they want the ability to remove the doors jeep's been doing it for a Absolutely. long time you can do it with the current broncos i gotta see this mm-hmm. I, I i this could be a horrible idea and a huge flop or it could be brilliant and it's really going to depend on how they implement it
0: well yeah it, it, it'll be interesting and they said it was um I mean, there's many many things to talk about there. There's some deployment aspects of it for safety features for it to deploy mm-hmm. like a like a airbag safety restraint system.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, this is through a series of chains and gears driven to to put the thing in place or whatever. Um, so supposedly the screen covers all the doors, any opening that is okay. And as anyone knows, when you're you know you're going through crevasses, real tight crevasses, you can lean that vehicle one way or the other, or if you're on a specific an extremely high pitch uh, entry, um, you know, or you get jerked around, you hit a rock or boulder, and the arm flies out, and it's 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 basically meant to help keep your limbs in. And but they continue to talk about the mosquito. Aspect of is good for mosquitoes, just like a screen porch is. Now, where I think that would be beneficial would be like if you're down in say, you know, Africa or the even the tundra in the spring when it thaws because mosquitoes are so bad. Um,
1: oh heck, in the you know, south and the, yeah. Well, but in I mean, Florida. you know, there there uh-huh. are
0: places that this vehicle could go off roading um, that that screen would definitely be, uh, you know, off. Amazingly beneficial, but you're still getting the air and the openness and all that stuff. But then you got a screen, so I don't know. It's, I don't, it's a goofy ass um, uh, patent, in my opinion.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. I got to see it because it could be it could be incredibly stupid, or it could well, be really brilliant. Can, now,
0: can I go over yeah. the record and just say this? Yeah, that uh, I'd like to say to Ford, if you're doing a market study on who would want one of these, I'm one that would not. I have no reason to have a screen door on my vehicle, Um, you know.
1: Well, and I've got a, by the way, it's for sale if anybody's interested. Um, I've got an RV that has a lot of screens in the garage area. Because you put motorcycles in it, you put off-road vehicles in it. And it's designed to have these big giant screens. There's there's one that goes across the back of the garage, so you have the garage door open. Mm-hmm. But you can pull a screen across it. Yeah, and the other one is on the actual patio. You can put like a it's like almost like a child. It's about a three foot tall screen. All that makes sense to me. Yeah, but they're a they're a huge pain to clean. C- yeah. Coming from a guy that just had to deal with all that to polish it up for selling it. Those are. Yeah. Because it's in the garage, those are areas that I never spent as much time on cleaning. Right. Because they, it, the dust and mud and everything that just builds up on them, it's really, really tough. Even just taking a hose and spraying them off, mm-hmm. you got to like brush them. And so here's my point, everybody. You put these screens on rollers, which it says is part of the patent, and they roll up into the vehicle you're never going to get it fully clean. It's going to be a mess to right. try to clean out. Right. Right. Again, I just again, there's there's a lot of patents that that fly
0: around, they never come come to life. It just you'll never see the light of day. Yeah. And what we're talking about now, there may be a completely different option to tackle that that need. Um, I mean I mean if you're if you're just trying to use that as some sort of like marketing tool to prevent mosquitoes from getting in come on man just put some mosquito spray on you and be done with it but look at what you have that's already available out there right like like your race car drivers that have the net that they have to pull down when they come out it holds them in place that's what i would think would be appropriate for this um some way to do that you know i don't know it's i don't know about screens
1: whatever we'll see um now now on the other side of the Ford patent yes. uh, endeavors, yeah. we've got something that looks way more interesting and usable, and uh, I'm going to even, dare I say, practical on the off-road vehicles. I'd on buy the, it. Yeah, yeah. I'd ask for it. Which is, uh, what are they calling this, Jay? They're calling does, them, does it have in, an official name? Yeah,
0: integrated sand ladders that will, um, they're, they're basically, they have a dual purpose um, they serve as a uh, integrated sand ladder and uh, det- they're detachable running boards. If it, right. so they're running boards, but then you can use them as.
1: This is this is the part of the program where I like to s- slow it down for those of you that are not as versed in automotive language as Jay. A sand ladder. If you take a vehicle off road, like a Jeep or a Toyota FJ, or you know something less capable, whatever. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, you're gonna if you're really really going in in true off-road areas and not just trails there's a high chance that you're going to get stuck truth and so these sand ladders are used to if you just think about it it, like in the old days you would throw a board under the Mm -hmm. wheel and you'd give it a little bit of traction you can use it in the snow too right um and they have tread they have some sort of surface on them that's grippable so those tires are going to be able to uh basically grab that sand ladder and use it instead of the hole that the tire is sitting in. And right. You shove it up as far as you can under the tire. Or, in some cases, you if you have to jack it up with, like, a like a high yeah. boy or whatever, and you slide it under the, right. the wheel. Right. Either way, this is brilliant. Now, I, I, as usual, I have tons of questions here. Sure. So, um, it's got to be able to support a lot of weight. I mean, mm-hmm. especially if you're using it on the front axle, because you've got the engine up there, if it's mm-hmm. a truck or the Bronco. Mm-hmm. And that means that thing can't be aluminum, right? No,
0: I think it's going to be a probably a fiberglass um, composite style type material that's super strong. Let's say, for example, like your Trex, your Trex decks, that type yeah. of material. Okay. Um, you know. Ah. Okay. And, and I think that I think that. That would probably be the direction they would go. I don't think you could. It could be metal because metal will bend. It needs to be something that is, it is not only durable but pliable, flexible, um, that will retain its its shape. Um, Otherwise, you you make uh, them right.
1: single use and you have to that, reorder them when it, you use it. Needs it needs right?
0: to be reusable. So I think that there's going to be some type of um, uh, really heavy duty grade um, composite type material that they'll use for. Like I said, the, the treks you know, those boards that they use for, for, um, your decks, man. Um, yeah.
1: Those yeah. Are that's interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know what, um, cause weight's always also, a factor, right? I mean, weight's it's always a factor. A factor. You'd, you'd want to make
0: them light enough to where you could also too, for, for a number of reasons, weight, weight of the adding more weight to the vehicle. Um, but not only that as a, as a person, let's say you're on your own, you, you need that thing to be able to be maneuvered into position by one person, if at all possible, because sometimes you're out on your own. And you don't have the luxury of having an extra body around to help you uh, pull those things off. So I would say it right. would have to be well thought out in that regard. But I do think it's probably one of the most clever um, patents that Ford has come out with for either their pickup trucks or this Bronco. Um, who knows? Maybe it's going to go on that new um, uh, Ford FX4E uh, package that they're going to be coming out with with the uh, quad quad motor uh, crab tank return. There you go. It, yeah, you know? it
1: could be part of that. Yeah. I mean, you know, because I mean, and, and again, and we've said this before, the patent shows a pickup truck. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean doesn't it's mean going anything. on a pickup truck. It right. could be on a Bronco. Ro- yeah. Those Broncos can, you can put running boards on them too.
0: I think there's a lot more going on behind the scenes with trying to figure out how to develop um, their 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 Bronco off-road crowd they got to they got to catch jeep man that's the bottom line and i think yeah. how do you do that you 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 enter the world of accessories accessorizing and that's it and that's what jeep has done very well with marketing to their their followers um and not only that just proving that you got a vehicle that can get through stuff and jeep has definitely done that so ford is still you know they're still new they're a newbie to it we'll see what happens
1: you know the amount of engineering that goes into this now you, it's not only how to accomplish the primary purpose, but you have to think about stuff like how do you lock these things so people can't steal them. Right, right. You know? and, yeah, and and unfortunately it's kind of come to that. But, yeah. yeah, you got to think about that stuff.
0: So congrats, Ford, on on another good patent there, other than the uh, screen door patent I'm not real <laughs> sure about. Boomhauer, I'm sure, has something to say about that real quick. If we can get it, uh, Can Boomhauer say something? Yeah. Uh, man, tell you what. Come I, on.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking... I'll tell you what you do, you just take them damn old spark plugs out, and then that little hole, you just put a little hole around there, just like Bobby Hunter said, just like it'd go boom, boom, just like that. <laughs> there you go, folks. Wow. It's as close as I can get to uh, running board, you know, yeah, sand ladder. That's
0: good. So go out and get yourself a Bronco today so that you can get yourself a pair of them there running boards, uh, autographed by boom hire.
1: Yeah, I mean, what's next, pontoons?
0: You're right. Hey! You never know, man. That's the James Bond mode. Right. You know, pontoon's coming out. The, the wheels flip in, and, you know. Yeah. Um, so, Keith, what's it going to take to put you in that brand new Ford today? What you got in that pocket? Mm-hmm. Mama need a new ride this Sunday to go to church in?
1: Man, I, you know, it's in, that's interesting. That's an interesting uh, lead in. And so I... I don't know if you, if you, uh, you, you would probably peg peg me for this. I, I don't, I'm trying to decide if you would, if, I, if what I'm about to tell you that you may not know, mm-hmm. um, if you, if you would be like, uh, yeah, that, that fits. That fits. Um, here, so here, so let's give, let's just do a little. Okay. I got a story. So. Okay um i i'm not i'm not trying to proclaim myself to be a jedi master of buying cars but i've definitely gone through the jedi training camp (laughs) and i think this started uh honestly I, i wasn't even in my 20s like i didn't have a lot of money uh worked at one point was working a couple jobs liked cars you know Mm -hmm. no shocker there right and I knew that you know I was gonna have to pay for that like you know and I'm thankful they did this but you know my family was always like you know with the exception of my first vehicle which was a give me a hand-me-down but it was like nothing special I just had to go out and buy what I wanted and I'm I probably will that will pass I will pass that on to my son I'm not gonna probably just give him a vehicle yeah and so you know, I, I understood like, hey, man, I was in college, I had bills to pay, I wasn't making a lot of money, I needed to learn how to negotiate to buy a new car, right. or any car, a used car, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I just started reading books, and I started learning, um, like, as much as I could about the industry, Right, like how it works, how they make money, you know, the like the fact that if you finance things, they're they're making money even on a break-even deal because they're getting a, you know, paid a commission from the lender from the lending just, institution. Right? Why do I
0: feel like there's a book coming called Car
1: Salesman Tactics? I, I, I've already I own them all, or I used to. Like I've read <laughs> all of them, and I I kind of enjoyed it. Like I yeah. got to the point where, like I really enjoyed the battle. You know, wearing the, because you know what they do? They, they, in the old days, they get you into the dealership and they just wear you out, right? Until it's like, fine, just put the piece of paper in front of me and I'll sign it. And I would always reverse that. I would just be like, I'm going to wear this guy out.
0: Well, the ones I hate are the ones that come up to you and say, if I put you in that car today, you know I'm losing money, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know
0: I'm losing money, right?
1: What? One of the, one of the proudest moments. And and this is when I had we were not we were dating, but I wasn't married to my th- future wife. And there was a it was the the Nissan Frontier that uh, it was that radical change that they came out with that had the that looked like a boxing glove. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I went and I bought one. And I, I found out I had a friend that worked at Nissan and he was like less than 1% of those trucks that we manufacture had what you wanted. It had the supercharger in it. It had the off-road package. It had, you know, and I got online, this was back probably 25, 20 years ago. And I found, found one on a dealer lot. And it was one of these deals where I literally, I put all of my knowledge to work. Like I literally waited till, I think it was like January or I'm sorry, December like 28th like mm-hmm. right at the end of the year, right? Or whenever the sales, you know. And I went in at like four or five o'clock in an afternoon. Like I'm totally positioning this, like they got to play on my level, or, you know, it's the end of the month, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember the guy basically offered me a job after yeah. he sold me the truck because he <laughs> was like, I. I'm very impressed with you, young man. Like I, you never got ugly with this, but you were able to somehow like leverage this. And I'm going to tell you what. And 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 he didn't show me the book, but I saw the book. Like their their total sales that they had because they had to have you sign like a uh, for every deal they had, they had to get the buyer signature. Right. And there was like they had, this was a big Nissan. It was in Rivergate. It was the yeah. biggest one in the city at the time. Yeah, I and they that had one. sold yeah. like like three cars for the day. Yeah. It's yeah. not good. Yeah. And I uh, basically anyway, all right. So catching I,
0: them at the right time, you can get a great deal.
1: Uh, there's so many things that you can control in mm-hmm. in a negotiation if you're willing to be patient. Yeah. So I've studied that and I you pro- I don't know if you would expect that out of me or not.
0: No, I I think I yeah, I I would. <laughs> you do your homework on just about everything you you put your mind to, no doubt about it, and that's that's a really good skill to have to be able to get into a dealership with and get out of there with what you want with not overpaying and that's the problem and that's why we're talking about what we're talking about here today is is you know the move that's coming in in our in the automotive industry the dealerships as we know well, them keith
1: it it's all already happening and, right. and we we have been telling you guys this for a long time They're, and you know guys saturn, saturn tried it 30 years ago yeah right yeah. and you know just pay what and i would say by and large the the, the driving forces, no pun intended, right now are like Tesla and -hmm. Rivian and these companies that are selling, like you mentioned in a previous segment, direct to the consumer,
0: right? right? Yep. Direct to the consumer um, sales have actually skyrocketed. Um, Not not for the sake of Tesla's out there and such a big impact or because of Rivian or anybody like that. It is because the fact that we had one of the worst pandemics that this, in modern history that this country has ever seen, and people have to still conduct business, and people found out really quick that you can still sell a car without stepping foot into a dealership. Yeah,
1: well, I'm watching commercials all the time now that advertise that very feature.
0: Yeah, and remember when we were trying to, you know, early on, uh, we, were, we were trying to find dealerships that would allow us in to test drive vehicles so we could do mm-hmm. some reviews on our on our youtube channel which by the way everybody if you've not been over to our youtube channel make sure you get over there at youtube.com forward slash parts counter gurus hit the subscribe button and the notification bell and tell some friends and leave a comment if you would please thank you um but we were looking for uh opportunities to to bring to our our audience and i remember calling up and salesman answers and i asked him um you know, what what's the protocol here? Um, you just basically have to wear a mask, come in, uh, sign a piece of paper, grab the keys and go roll. I said, Well, do I need to set up an appointment? Nah. I'm the only guy here. I, I got you covered, man. It's just I'm just handing you keys. That's it. And that was literally it. It was that was how simple it was. You know, the difference between um the direct to customer model that you see with like a Tesla is that you're not physically driving the vehicle yet. Um I think you can go. Now, I've never been to a Tesla dealership, Keith. Have you?
1: Yes, because I have a car fan. Right. Uh, that has, but literally, like the, every dealership in town knows his name.
0: Right. So speak, speak to our audience. <laughs> it's and like tell that
1: our, bar cheers, Jay, except for right. kids. So, know? so
0: tell, tell our, tell our audience how they differ in that manner. It's more of a showroom, right? It's not necessarily a dealership with. They don't have inventory, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, they have some, and 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 a, and a, and a portion of what that sum includes is things that other people have ordered, and right. And Tesla's played around with different models. At one point, they were going to completely close all the dealerships, and then they reopened them. Right. It was got weird, but
0: and and then now, when you go there, though, if you were going to yeah. buy, if you were to walk in with your negotiating hat on, yeah, do you just throw your hat out the window at a Tesla dealership because it's just there's no negotiating, right? Um, no negotiating,
1: right. Uh, So, it has to happen in other ways. You know, um, what, are you going to do a trade-in? If so, that's always negotiable. Right. Uh, Are you going to finance? If you are, there's negotiating points in that, you know, rates. But the
0: MSRP itself, the the, the, the cost of the vehicle.
1: Yeah, they're not going to move on that. That's
0: my cost. And and let me ask you a question. When you see the invoice on the car, when you're at said dealership, you know, what, what, if they handed me the, the invoice on it, yeah, am I going to see a $5,000 extra fee on there for dealer markup?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, and some of it depends on the the package, right? Like some of those packages, there's less of a margin on than others.
0: But but, but no desert treatment coating or pinstriping. Oh, it's worth five grand. Oh, yeah, that's says, all. Yeah. That's yeah. all dealer markups, right. right? Well, let me. here's where I'm going with this. Am I glad to see the shift in that industry? Absolutely. And for all of you auto sales guys out there and gals or just people that work at a dealership. I get it. You're doing your job and you work for ownership and they're the ones that dictate your policies and how you conduct your business. But I will tell you right now, to me, I think it's a a big fraud. I think it's a rip-off. Most dealerships are, as they are today. This is why traditional dealerships like we have here that we're talking about today with Ford looking to change that right you go to to a a direct to consumer model yeah. I think it's very smart on their behalf because they have figured out that during this pandemic where demand was supposedly higher than usual basically it was the demand was the same it's just the supply was low they were marking vehicles up like crazy just to
1: kind of recoup some oh, of their losses and that's not that's not hypothetical that's because they have told us that right (laughs) like they have directly told us
0: they're doing that it's corruption in my opinion it's greed it's It's a bad deal
1: so you have you have a couple scenarios here that are pros and cons that you've already subtly pointed to jay Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and some of it is like for example on the tesla or the rivian model most of those people buying those rivian r1ts have never driven one right and so until it shows up at your door and at at that point you've already committed at least on some level there's been signatures and orders and money has exchanged hands so right then you go to the traditional model if you will where you would say buy a ford or a toyota or gm or whatever a honda and you're going to a dealership and that's where that part that jay that you despise because there's a certain amount of gouging that you know it's The old, the old uh, adage that you know, it's like it's not, it's not whether or not they will get you somewhere. It's where they will get you, right? Like they've got a million ways. So, um, Ford, and this isn't the first time we've heard them talk to dealers in a stern tone about knock it off, quit messing around. Has said uh, a couple things that we think are going to end up leading to some sort of a more direct to consumer model would would you agree with that? absolutely
0: 100% agree with that
1: so so the first big clue that we can point to here is that they've already come out and said they're they're splitting the company into two separate business models yep now there's a lot of speculation going on around how that's going to play out Mm -hmm. is it going to be all EVs on one side and all gasoline engines on the other side Right. knowing that over time the internal combustion stuff and the diesel stuff is going to basically die out. Yeah. And then their 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 deals with dealerships will also die out.
0: Yeah. I mean, is, any of that is possible going down this path. Um, I think that the buildings as we know them now, in 10 years, will they'll be there, but they'll be used in different ways. They'll be more of a... You know, just a specific, you know, maybe an accessory, a parts place or whatever, where you can buy accessories yeah. or bring your vehicle in for service. And that's about it. Or receive your vehicle once you order one online. Um, and that's the thing is that that's something that Rivian had to deal with when they were when they went to production, they started delivering. They had to have a concierge uh, package put in place. So each each individual who purchased one of the R1Ts had a handholding, if you will, until the right. delivery had taken place. But they did this not only through I mean they were trucking these things across the country, but they were they were basically borrowing dealership lots in order to make the transaction happen. Yeah. And to make it seamless. And that could be a GM lot. It could be whoever they were partnered with, that's how it was working. So that is why I think that the dealerships as we see them today, the buildings as we see them now, they will still be utilized but they will be repurposed for other reasons.
1: That real estate is still valuable. Correct. That lot now Ford is okay. So the so the what are they calling it? The uh, E Model E uh, Model E okay. is for so, the EVs. Yeah. Yep. So they have their Model E business, and then they have their what Ford, Blue Oval Ford, Ford Blue Ford Blue. Yep. yep. Uh, on the on the internal combustion side, I think I think this is just my prediction. Um, they're gonna basically. Transition these dealerships that buy into the Model E side over to basically a handler's fee type deal on the sale of a new vehicle. Right. And they're going to structure the business revenue to make the most of their profit on service. Correct. Which is honestly a huge chunk of those dealers anyway. They want
0: you to... uh, Me personally, you've heard me say this on this podcast, Keith, I prefer to go to the dealer in a lot of cases because... Most automobiles today have become so specialized and or um, um, what's the what's the correct term? Um, um, I'm at a loss for words here. Uh, it, It is specific to that company. It is their proprietary is the word I was looking for is their proprietary designs that require they have their own technicians that are that are trained and certified in that right. specific model yeah. or that specific platform.
1: And there um, is a certain amount of certification that had to happen mm-hmm. over the Mustang Mach-E. And, right. you know, uh, yeah, so any of the, like, the F-150 Lightning that's coming out and all that. So it makes sense. And, you know, look, I mean, GM does that on the Corvette side, too, and they're doing the same thing on their electric side. And so... Um, I think this is going to end up in, and I hate to say this, but over time. Now, I don't think it's going to happen in a year, and it's probably not even going to happen in five years, but maybe ten, where most of the traditional salespeople at a Ford dealership are gone. Yeah, you have some sort of a person they call like a relationship or a quality experience person, or you know, um, basically a, a new you know, your concierge delivery person, whatever they're going to call that. Right. And it's that person's responsibility is to basically coordinate delivery of the vehicle, right? Mm -hmm. To get it from you, from Ford to you, to get the paperwork signed and back to Ford. And I think all the money is going to start going directly back to Ford when you buy the vehicle. You're going to buy it from Ford. That's what I think is going to happen.
0: Yeah, I mean... Let's face it. All of these manufacturers—Ford, GM, Stellantis, whoever it may be, BMW, whatever—it's um, return on on revenue. It's they want the return customer, and how do you do that? Is you you provide your customer with a quality service that want that, that basically makes them feel like they want to come back to you to have all that service done. Now, in my eyes, what I see these dealerships becoming are little micro. Um, uh, versions of what we, we know as a full-service center, like, say, a Pep Boys, for example, where you right. can walk into Pep Boys and get your oil changed. And while you're having your oil changed, you can get a price for a set of tires. You can also look at the accessories that are available for your vehicle that's having a service performed. All this stuff is going on. In my eyes, I see these turning into that where you can go buy your tires there, replace your tires, get your brakes done, get your oil changed, um, go buy accessories for it, um, shop around. It'll be a great c- uh, consumer experience. I think that that's what their ideal business model will become. Guess what happens with that happens, man? All that profit, all that revenue, it goes right back to the, the manufacturer. It goes right back to Ford. It goes right back to Tesla. That's what I think is the bigger picture here is you you sell the product and then you lump everything after that as the return revenue from that consumer wanting to buy your tires, the, the official tire of, say, Tesla or Ford or whatever. So that's my thought on it. I think that's what they're going to turn into. And that that might, in fact, impact what we know as the retail auto service centers out there.
1: Well, Jay, it'll, how am I going to be able to sell you the uh, undercoating and the uh, true coat, though?
0: Um, <laughs> right, because they're, they're it'll come with the vehicle, man. The only thing that you're going to not have with the vehicle that you might have to ask for, which we're going to get into soon, are some, you know, maybe some some fees that you may have to have if you you want to keep go have to pay that you may All to right. keep things going. So, let's take go. a toll here. I, right.
1: I would I would welcome your comments everybody if you're watching this on the YouTube side, please make sure you leave one. How Let's say Ford implements this model mm-hmm. like we think they're going to, where you it's a direct-to-consumer from the manufacturer, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But you still take your delivery at a finger quotes, dealership, right. OK? How long until that dealership figures out a way to start sliding in markups? Five minutes? Five days? You know, like like, for example, do you want the undercoating? Do you want the, you know, poly polymorpho. They're they're already gel? working
0: on it, Keith. They're already working on
1: it. Trust I me. I mean, it's gonna right? Like not even five minutes, yeah. right? No,
0: it's 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 with it, with everything we do, there's always gonna be that guy who yeah. comes in and ruins it for the rest of us. Yes. It's it's already being worked on, trust me. Somebody's scheming already.
1: But Jay, so if you see. don't get this, and you leave your car you drive it on salt roads in the winter. You That whole vehicle's value is up in smoke. <laughs> and then, you know, you, your insurance company is not going to give you the full dollar uh, amount of what it was worth back. So now you're going to have to take out a loan just to pay back the car you owe before you can. Right, does right. this sound hey, like I've been? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I,
0: let me just say this. I didn't order the true coat. I'm not paying okay. for the true coat. Okay. All no right. pinstriping that I didn't want. Okay. I'm going so to go, go
1: back and talk to the manager. All right. I'm going to need you guys to hang on for a few minutes. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. Wow. How many times
0: have you heard that, right? Oh, my God. Holy cow, man. And I, I, I've had those conversations, man. It's, it's crazy, Keith. Um, I, I, I also hate when I pull into one and before your foot has even left the cab of the vehicle that you're driving yeah, The guy is like up on you, man, like sidled up to you and you didn't yeah. even know he was there, right? Yeah, it's I, like, I,
1: uh, what was that clothing store in the mall that used to do that too? I was trying to tell my son about oh, him. About I don't know. I don't,
0: remember, I don't know if I remember that,
1: man. It's like I, you walk in and it's like they had some sort of rule me. that they taught the employees. Like if he's in there for 10 seconds and nobody says like, and so then they follow you around. Like, is there anything uh, in particular? No, I'm just looking. Well, what are you looking for? You know that that whole nonsense. Was it not an Old Navy? <laughs> nah, because Old Navy. No, just no, no. Much it was in the mall. Service. It was like it was like '90s in the mall. It was okay. like, uh, oh god, like, yeah. like maybe like the buckle or I don't know yeah. something. I don't
0: know. In the '90s, man, I didn't hang around malls. So there you go.
1: You I'm know, we've we I've developed this. We both have. I I'm on the fence though. I think it's actually it keeps people listening. Yeah. But my wife has pointed out it drives her nuts where we come up with these, like can't quite think of the name or the word and yeah. everybody listening is hanging on yelling at us, uh, because they know the answer and we're stringing them all along. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, I don't, you know, I don't know if, uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I know we're doing it, everybody. We've yeah, done, yeah, we've we, been doing we, it. But it's not regularly. intentional,
0: I don't think, but, uh, we, we just try to bring you the, the, the information. And sometimes we're, we're caught in the moment and, um, that sort of happens. So uh, there you go. Um, we just gave you another one. So enjoy that. So, well, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up today's show with you know on that theme of of how how the automotive industry has changed so much um, in, in a way that manufacturers are struggling on in ways to try to figure out how to maximize their profits as well as get the return on revenue from you as a consumer of their product. And this is just another fine example of that. Um, we talked about it in previous podcasts, Keith. Um, what? Just God, ad, ad nauseum, man. We've talked about uh, it so much, yeah. right? Yes. I mean, it's um, it's something that that I'm not a big fan of. But unfortunately, it's one of those things where we have said over and over again: "Be careful what you ask for," um, and this is exactly what you get. Um, you know, just just like buying uh, you know an iPhone now. When you buy a new iPhone, you don't get the charging adapter. You have to go buy it.
1: You're talking about the uh, USB C to USB A converter. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know,
0: yeah. You don't get that anymore. You don't get that with but Apple's the new always phone. done that. They've always well, been like, well, I've know, always at, at least legal. had a way to plug the thing in. You know what I'm saying?
1: What about your headphone
0: jack? Got
1: to buy an adapter for Got that? Got to
0: buy an adapter for it. That's exactly right. Or buy AirPods, which by the way, I bought a brand new set of AirPods. Yeah. This may be a, a how to video as soon as I get through uh, breaking them. Um, but I've only owned them for two months, and the one in my left ear will not connect. It's like it's not charging. It's like oh, but it says it's just
1: Call them, man. They're um, really good oh, about Oh, I'm going to call
0: them all right. Yeah, I'm going to see if my, I can upgrade.
1: So my so my I feel like talking my talking about my kid a lot today but on this program. But um he got the ones for I think it was for Christmas or his, no, it was his birthday. Mm-hmm. That's what he wanted for his birthday. He got the AirPods Pro. Yeah. And he likes he's he like literally will he'll tell me he's doing this on purpose. He'll put them in his ears. Yeah. And he'll put them on ambient listening mode so he can hear everything that's going on around him right but he's like dad people think i'm listening to music i'm not and then i just i can hear what they're saying it's like he just walks around you know <laughs> oh, like no man <laughs> yeah man he's dude yeah yeah dude
0: dude side shot we missed side shot we need to get him back on where's he he's, been yeah, he's, he's busy huh? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. that thing called school. life yeah yeah, yeah. And it's life stuff going on so anyway so we're, let's, let's get into what um what gm Um, has proposed. And I do not see this at all being far-fetched and not coming to fruition because I think that it will. Um, There are manufacturers that are already doing this. But I think as technology drives the automotive industry in the direction that it is heading and has been heading for quite some time, again, be careful what you ask for. All those creature comforts and stuff that you like, your infotainment systems and all that sort of stuff, and your Internet that you want – Oh man, they cost money. It
1: costs money, guys. Um, well, and this isn't the first time in specificity that we have pointed to this and said, hey, auto manufacturers are openly telling their shareholders this is their plan. The Rivian, right? Yeah, Rivian, yeah. This is, and
0: he, uh, uh, CEO of Rivian, uh, RJ Skarange, uh, brought that up as part of when they went public. Yeah, when you know, going for the IPO, uh, he basically included that. That was part of the um, the revenue gain. So this is no surprise. But you know, it, it, it's GM says that uh, they're going to go to a model that um, car buyers are expected to pay. You know, maybe up to one hundred and thirty-five dollars. For monthly subscriptions for for what they use, whether that be navigation system, um, heated seats, heated steering wheel, um, Tesla's autopilot, um, over-the-air software updates, um, you know, to to keep you from having to go to the dealership, they could do over-the-air.
1: We have – this has become a theme on this program even Apple, like we talked about the Apple card and the monetization thing with the Apple Arcade and just how how can we go back to that well of recurring revenue from existing customers and mm-hmm. get more money out of them every month?
0: And this is it. This is exactly and how you do it.
1: I, the issue that I have is a little bit different, I think, than, because you and I have talked about this on this very show, but but not so different, which is to me, recurring revenue charges are the enemy of budgets. Yeah. It's like subscription fees are the death of you know. I mean, look at like just a couple weeks ago when we were talking about all the um, streaming channels like Paramount yeah. Plus and Hulu and Netflix, Netflix and and it's like well, pretty soon you're back up to your hundred dollar a month cable bill, right? right. Just just <laughs> right. for the television. Yeah. And and on the automotive side you know the days of buying a car and then just literally once that car is paid for whether that's the day you buy it or you know five years later that's it you pay for maintenance and Mm -hmm. you you know but no now they're gonna try to bilk you for in some cases hundreds of dollars a month man heated seats
0: whatever yeah, absolutely. Navigation systems, infotainment, you know, if you yep. want internet in your vehicle, all that stuff costs money. It's I mean it's 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 and monthly subscriptions and you know, we saw the techies do this many years ago and Keith, you know this being in information technology. Um for example, when you when you are looking for software for your PC, that's not a you don't drop in a CD and just or download it and you're done anymore. It's it's a monthly for that, But there's a, there's a lot of good reason for that in a way that they can continue to give you the best available performance out of certain operating systems if they do that. Um, and I think that's likewise on certain vehicles where they can continue to provide you with optimal service out of that vehicle by continuously pushing you updates to that vehicle, software updates and fixes and stuff. That's just kind of where we're at. You see it all the time on your cell phones. Yep. Uh, whether it be an Apple or, or, or an Android or whatever, d- updates come sometimes um, weekly, if not daily in, in some instances. I, I will wake up in the morning and turn my phone on, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm watching all of my apps you know, download. could be anything. But all that stuff costs money. And, um, I th- again, that's why I say be careful what you ask for. Convenience costs money. And that is why I think you're seeing some of this stuff come to that. Um, and the technology has become so overrun in these vehicles that it's kind of a must, don't you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, so to be fair, you know, there is continued R&D cost, right? Like, so if you put software in a vehicle, you have to c- continuously patch it. And those of you listening and watching m- might say, well, why, right? If you make it good at the first time around, um, you shouldn't have to that's only true in a vacuum so if external uh factors change for example let's say it has a cellular antenna in it but the cellular service changes from Mm -hmm. 4g to 5g or it could be other things like there's a road near my house that's closed for six months while they put in a culvert you know and you know, if you're going to update the maps, you got to be able to push that information. Um, exactly. Th- there's all kinds of examples of external forces changing. Uh, that w- charging networks, right, uh, come and go. Right, they get added. Um, you know, even things like if you integrate Apple, uh, Android Auto, or Apple CarPlay. If Apple changes their protocol in their latest version on the phones of Apple CarPlay and it has new features, you have to update your car from a year ago to be able to work with those new features. Exactly. So again, that concept of sort of building it right to begin with and never touching it only works in a vacuum.
0: Exactly. And you know, and to 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 kind of reiterate that fact is that why wouldn't you want it to be updated to a better version if they've worked out and cleaned out all the closets and bugs and all that kind of stuff. You know, I mean, that's Steve just,
1: Jobs was famous for selling people stuff that they didn't know they needed, right? Yeah, like that was his, you That know, was his I M.O., mean, man. I yeah. mean, right?
0: That was how, that was how, that is where the Apple ecosystem really, really took a leap uh, as when Steve Jobs had that vision of innovation back then. Mm-hmm. And it's still to this day, even though Steve Jobs has not been around for a while, It just is kind of one of those machines that kind of runs based on just its reputation and what it's been able to do. They've not been as innovative as others out there, but um, I think they'll get back on track. But yeah, this is, this is no, this is not just GM doing this guys. Um, But we wanted to bring GM to the forefront because this is not just happening on your Rivians and your Teslas and stuff like that. GM has made that commitment to um, uh, zero emissions by 2035, uh, the lyric is 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 in production um which by the way I hope we talk about the lyric again coming up pretty soon because that thing is going to be freaking awesome man I've seen some some shots of that and some specs on it that were recently uh released just wow I cannot wait to get in one and test drive that thing so
1: so there is um there is another possible scenario here that potentially is going to come into play if you if you don't like the subscription model it's still a subscription model but it's a little bit different if you don't like to be nickel and dimed so for example like we joke but you want to pay for the heated seats you want to pay for the heated steering wheel i mean it's not that far-fetched you guys um we have a, a a 2017 lexus and we're paying $15 a month to be able to remotely start the car which my wife yeah. loves to do in the wintertime and in the hot summers. Yeah, it's convenience, right? It the feature was built into the car mm-hmm. but they literally disable it if you don't pay this yeah. monthly fee. Just
0: toggle a switch. That's yeah. it, right? It's like it's like turning on your cable when you know from from the main right. office when you're talking yeah. to them on the it's phone it's all just kind of how they do
1: it. centralized. So this is the scenario that I see may also come into play. Uh, I'm I live in the Nashville area and here in the Nashville area roughly 10 years ago might not quite have been 10 years ago yeah BMW did a test pilot program where you paid an upfront fee monthly and you could pretty much drive any car you wanted That's pretty And I awesome. think you could swap it out every 2 months mm And so it was a perpetual lease situation. You paid a a monthly fee, a flat monthly fee. Mm -hmm. And there was a couple cars that were outside the range of what you you could pick from. But by and large, most of the cars they made were available. You drive a car for two or three months. You take it back. Everything's covered. You don't pay for service. You're not paying um, for any of the extra amenities, right? Any of that extra add-on stuff. You just, you've got the car, right? And so... That potentially becomes an alternative to, well, if you don't want to pay $10 a month for the heated steering wheel and $15 a month to be able to start your car, then just pay us $800 a month and you can drive any car you want and you can change cars every three to six months.
0: I could do that. That would be I fun. mean, it's,
1: you know. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, if you're going to be in this mindset of just always having a car payment, I mean, that's there's going to be a certain percentage of people that that would appeal to.
0: Yeah, we we um it's an interesting time we live in and you bring up a valid point. It's like I I have people that that were asking, you know, my thoughts on, you know, where we're at now, you know, we're not completely out of this covid thing, but you know, we're we're in a lot better shape than we were 2 years ago. That's for sure as far as um dealing with the situation, but um you know, the generation like for example, my my kids and even the ones younger than than my children, and my children are in their late twenties and early thirties. Um, they're completely okay with taking an Uber anywhere they want to go. They're completely mm-hmm. okay with ordering food online um, or clothing or anything for that matter. That guy's
1: eating your French fries before they get to your house, by the way. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, but but I'm serious. This is this is the, this is where we're yeah. at, and um, I think that. A lot of sectors of, of business are are identifying that need, and are also identifying their own need to innovate and do things differently so that they can stay on the face of the planet. Otherwise, they're going to close the doors and go the way of the dinosaur, just like the dealerships are. So that's my point.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. We'll see how it shakes out. I mean, as always, peer pressure and consumer demand are going to rule in the audio industry. But uh, absolutely, yeah. yeah.
0: So good luck, GM. I think it'll work. We'll just have to see. It may not be well perceived, but well or well received, I should say. Um, and we'll see what happens. So there you go. Whew. Wow, man. Good, good. Uh, I, you know, first of all, I, I would like to see. You know, I don't think our audience really realizes what goes into these things. These podcasts. These podcasts are great. Which, by the way, Keith is the one that really picked out all of the um, our, our topics today. We we kind of share in that
1: area where oh, do you want to give a little you want to give a little behind the curtain uh yeah just just let a know pretty what's going good on dang old idea what's going on i'll tell you what man <laughs> <laughs> so um we pull from a lot of different um news sources i guess you would i would consider them news sources wouldn't sure. you okay yeah. and um <laughs> live sometimes we go directly to uh the manufacturers like we'll just go to gm's media room yeah. like they have a we we have uh, credentials and we can get into uh, same, a lot of these ma- yeah a lot Your of members. these manufacturers we have like they have a press website it's sometimes different than the one you would go to to buy a car and they have all kinds of resources there and they tell you if there's any big news like they want you to hear about it so they give you press releases right exactly um, and then we will also scan the news feeds for uh, content that's interesting i mean it's not always automobiles sometimes it's floating hotel rooms or space lasers or monoliths or you <laughs> right? know whatever right yeah. and or
0: even boomhauer
1: yeah. yeah and so or beavis and butthead beavis or and butthead. you know what have you and we basically create a running list that we both can see, just see in real time. And, and then usually a day or two before the show, we narrow that list down um, because, you know, there's a limited amount of time we have to record these. And, um, and sometimes it's uh, rock, paper, so usually it's a conversation of what do we think would be the most interesting to our listeners. Exactly. Um, sometimes family members send us stuff and they're like, do you guys know about this? And 99% of the time we go, yeah, we re- we reported on that three months ago. Uh, thank you for not listening. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> can we get a
0: subscription please?
1: But there is that one time in, you know, every five or 10 conversations when somebody throws something at us and, and it's like, oh, well, this is new, Jay, check this out, you know? Yeah. and. That happened, happened recently. happened
0: recently, yes,
1: it did. So um, we welcome so, that.
0: That's why we yeah. want your comments, everybody. And this is one of the, this is a good, that's a good point you bring up. It's like, make sure you guys listening to this that you go to our website, partscountedguru.com, and just leave us a comment. Uh, or if you're watching one of our videos over at youtube.com forward slash gurus, make sure you're subscribed. Uh, leave a comment there. We always ask for comments on it because um, you might get mentioned on, we have a segment that we've created called The Mailbag which we feel is very important to our listeners to to for us to follow up on stories that we have done and to share the comments and just kind of where you, as the listener, where your head is at, you know, and, and um, that's fun. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, some of those heads are in not good places. No. But, yeah, but look, and we always try to, I think we always do, give the credit to the source, you know, yeah. as best we can. We try to. Uh, if they want to be named if yeah. some of them i'm so may not I, want to be named yeah right? yeah um but yeah that that's how it that's, that's basically how, how we out. come up with uh content now we do trade shows and that sort of stuff it's a little bit of a different ball game you know if we have an idea of who's presenting and when they're presenting we try to go to the ones that we think are going to be heavy hitters and some of them don't tell you what they're going to you know tell you until they tell you <laughs> and, right. and and it just becomes show up and find out and then we have to figure out which ones deserve our eyeballs, right?
0: Yeah. And you know, this show this particular show is one of those shows that we had a few things in there that I mean it was it was kind of immediate. We're looking at it going down the list going, okay, yeah. Yeah. If it says DeLorean,
1: it's you know, I'm I'm just I'm like mashing the let's yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely. But and that was a no brainer. We know that. But um yeah, that's just kinda how it works. And just give you know, hats off to Keith today for he the brunt of this stuff it was of his finding um, again, we do both share that load, but, um, you know, there are certain shows that, that, that after we are finished, I'm, I'm like, wow, boy, that was a good one. And this is one of those shows. I got that good feeling today about it. So, uh, we hope you've enjoyed this podcast guys. And if you were subscribed to it, thank you so much. Um, and please tell other folks to subscribe. Um, we're only going to get better and continue to do this because you're listening and that's it. Bottom line. So. You got anything you want to take our our, our audience out with today, Key?
1: Yeah, man. I'll tell you what, that dang old internet, man. You just go on there, point and click, get into and talk about me. You got that naked chicks on there, man. You go click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. I mean, I just am not going to get tired of that. I just am not.
0: That's the best, uh, and it's very fitting for today's show.
1: So. <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, Yeah, uh, thank you, Jay. It's always Great to hang with you when we can. I look forward to uh when whenever our next uh <laughs> conversation is. I look right. forward to it. Yeah, yeah. Um and and until then, you guys, thank you for making us uh a part of your your lives, uh usually weekly. Uh here here's some words from Henry Ford. Coming together is the beginning, keeping together is progress, working together is success. From my pal Jay over there, I'm Keith. Thank you so much. We'll see you on the next one.